0: Master Obi Wan Kenobi. I regret to report that both our Jedi Order and the Republic have fallen, with the dark shadow of the Empire rising
1: to take their place. This message is a warning and a reminder for any surviving Jedi. Trust in
0: They've outgrown their age of rebellion,
1: dulled the empire's edge. Defeated imperial generals and the pirate queen's dredge. They've been soldiers and scoundrels, what's there left to be? How about Lasaka life looking for their force and destiny? There's a seer, hermit, investigator, and teacher better. Watch your back, or a, vibe or a ring's gonna reach you. Will this team find the light, or will darkness win the day? Find out with the heroes of Ahadi and way
0: Previously, on Heroes of the Hydean Way, Soldier Ward disappeared, leaving behind his teachings in a scattered set of holocron and crystals. He also left a confused legacy of a man changing with the times as the times turned to war. A legacy of strength of purpose, wisdom, abandonment, and paranoia. Four travelers picked up his trail when they found the holocron and began to unravel the story. They learned from him from his memory embedded in the crystal. They learned about him from others, from those along the way who had known him. There are still crystals missing and questions unanswered, but things are drawing together. Join us this week as we follow The Seeker. Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a Star Wars actual play podcast and we're playing in Fancy Flight Games' Force and Destiny System. This is inspired by Chronicles of the Gatekeeper, as developed by Tim Cox and Max Brook. This is Act 3, Episode 8, and I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure.
1: I'm Kesh, the Trandoshan Mystic Seer and Neiman Disciple. And it's uh, just me today. (laughs) And then, uh, otherwise, I guess uh, our destiny pool for this little solo session uh, consists of two light side points and one dark side point.
0: For the outpost, has there been any place where Cash would be specifically trying to meditate?
1: Probably back in the the crystal tree cave. Okay. Because that place feels strong in in the force that she necessarily uses that term. But it has this, this deeper connection to her. It... It's more natural as opposed to the facility itself. And she's already had that habit of communicating with with the tree, even if it's been a one-way conversation.
0: That absolutely makes sense. The camera starts off, and it's looking at a darkened pool that is showing on the surface the reflection of the crystal tree with its different lights flowing through it. It seems like colors are flowing through its veins like sap through a tree. As Cash is communing with the scorekeeper and the force, everyone sees a little bit of a shudder in the pool and the camera pans up first looking at the trunk of the crystal tree and then looking to Kesh. First, the ripple disca- causes a tiny bit of a tremble going through everything, and I, I would like to get a, a average uh, perception check from Cash.
1: Okay. That's going to be uh, two yellows versus the two purple. And I netted one success and one threat. Kesh is able to
0: feel this vibration come through the ground and through the bench that Cash is sitting on. As Cash is feeling this, she feels also a wave of of energy that feels like a bubble passing over Cash and past Cash. It expands out and then pops. So there's now that adjustment from what had been pressure to now just normal. But it doesn't feel like it was in the air, it felt like it was through the force. With the threat, I'm figuring that a little tiny bit of an impatience boils in Kesh's mind. There's something that Kesh is remembering that she needs to do.
1: I think as soon as she felt the ripple, we have that close-up camera shot of her reptilian eyes opening as she's uh, coming out of, of her meditation. She frowns, digging through uh, her, her mind for that niggling sensation to figure out, okay, what, what did I forget or what do I need to be doing? I think that's maybe when she has another flash of that red sand planet and that black onyx throne, a figure seated upon it from a distance. And then she's back. And then she's going to start going through the effort of standing up. <laughs> and the access to the library is supposed to be in, a, in another one of these caves, right?
0: Correct. It may be connected to this one, but none of the four of you have explored this one deep enough to find where it connects over. Mm-hmm. The vision that you had previously had showed the entrance to the archive of the outpost. It was a meeting between a cave and one of the tunnels that the outpost has like one of the formed uh metal tunnels
1: she had originally wanted to um hit the library with with koba but knowing that he's otherwise occupied for the day she's gonna start looking around herself see if she can find this entrance where the rock caves meet the uh metallic structure of the tunnel. So I think for the moment, since so she already has tried to uh, seek some of this stuff out, I think she's looking the old-fashioned way then.
0: The impression that you got from your vision was for the outpost tunnels, they seem to be different for each of the different levels. There's the main level where the four of you have mostly been at. There's an upper level where there's a airlock or aqua lock out there, and some of the more higher up both literally and figuratively, bunks, Mm -hmm. like the station commander and whatnot. And then down below is...
1: The generator room, for one. She remembers that one (laughs) quite vividly. But there's
0: also a hallway off in the other direction. Mm -hmm. The style of walkway that's there, the more worn, the more easy to maintain on the main floor you've got. Something that looks a bit more like it could be in Coruscant or something like that for the top level. And a lot more windows and the like. And then on the bottom floor it looks like something from a and alley where it's wet or at least a little on the damp side, the surprisingly little fungus. It's where you've got tubing and piping and because they're not wanting to put it all in a electrical causeway below the flooring where you've got metal grating and that can just get bad especially for people with a shoes like some group. Mm-hmm. You've got like an entire wall of various tubes and piping mm-hmm. where the pipes and the conduit only goes down when it absolutely has to. Otherwise if it sticks up through the ceiling or goes laterally. There's the generator and then there was a hallway to the right but no one decided to go down it.
1: Fearing that's the direction she needs to go, but not wanting to believe it at first, (laughs) Kesh spends some time in the caves we've already explored, just making sure there isn't an entrance she missed or something like that. (laughs) And when Uh, I'm assuming her hopes are inevitably dashed.
0: Well, if
1: Kesh is looking, then how about we get a Force Rule?
0: Okay. Because the force might see cash
1: through. I generated one light side pip and two dark side pips.
0: Mm, I'm going to go with that. The closest Kesh comes to finding a route down through the caves is getting to one of the walkways in the caves where there's path on one side and then a crevasse on the other. Mm-hmm. As Kesh is looking down the crevasse because wanting to see, like, how far it goes or whatnot. Kesh can see a band of light along the other side of the crevasse. You can see that, yes, there is absolutely a second layer down there. Mm -hmm. It's further than just being able to dangle down by your fingertips and getting your feet on another
1: layer. But how much further down exactly is it in terms of range bands? Like, can she see a solid platform down there? Or is it like one of those? Okay.
0: The best way that I can describe it is it looks like you're seeing something about three stories down. Okay. Down the crevasse. Like, there's a band of light on the far side. Everything's looking out against this relatively sheer cave wall. Mm -hmm. You're looking out and looking down. And as you're looking down on the far side, you can see this band of twinkling blue and green light, that as you look like straight down the sheer side that you're on, there you see, very obliquely, the opening for another lookout onto the crevasse wall.
1: Okay. But there's not like, I can't see enough of that opening to, uh...
0: Not really. At at best, it would be going with a Hollywood elevator shaft, trying to drop down a couple stories.
1: Well, I mean that, that that's not a, a problem. The the problem is is dropping into a never-ending pit. Yeah, that that that's the fear in Star Wars land. But if there is like enough of that outlook, where she thinks she might be able to land on it, then she might try that because you might remember she has a little power called enhance. I mean, there is
0: that. It does look sheer. Like you're going past, you'd be falling slash sliding along the side of the. Wall there, you'd need to be like a mountain goat to actually climb it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not so much that there's a ledge going out; it's just there's an opening there. Gotcha. So if you want to try
1: to use enhance,
0: yeah, that could probably work.
1: I think she's gonna go check out the uh, the tunnel. She doesn't want to go down first.
0: I mean that's fair
1: because uh, enhance didn't exactly work out so well for her last time either.
0: There is that, yes.
1: So, we we have her eyeing it up for, uh, for a few moments, and then she just audibly groans, just... <sighs> and uh, is going to turn and start making her way back towards the entrance into the lower level that she dealt with before. Is it still as dark down there as it was last time? It isn't quite as dark. Not
0: all of the lighting is on down there, but it looks like every other light bank is on so you can actually see you aren't having to pull out a glow rod or anything like that
1: that's good because i lost mine when i got electrocuted <laughs> as she goes down there one other thing Cash would do Cash would pull out her comlink and uh just give skip a little call and uh let them know um um i'm heading into the lower level uh Again, staying far away from the generator, no repairs planned, Um, just seeking out the library in the meantime. Uh, But if you don't hear from me in an hour, uh, come looking again, please.
0: As you step down onto the lower level, you see there had been one little mouse-type droid that the repair sort that had repulsors instead of wheels like the Imperial ones. Mm -hmm. Well, now it seems like a lot of the other ones have woken up. And there's several of them around. They all stay vertical, though several of them seem to be more moving along various other walls. Mm -hmm. The sides open up and little manipulator arms come out to start repairing things. It seems like they're going very lively at trying to repair things, seeming to get the place back into shape before the four of you have to leave
1: again. Do they respond to my presence at all? Like, are they alarmed, curious, or do they just go about their business?
0: Some of them are curious, but most of them are just going about their business. They seem to be pretty intent. The ones that are paying attention to you are either the more courier ones where they're uh, zipping between two different locations Mm -hmm. or it looks like they just finished off what they were doing and now, when they aren't working, they seem to really act like excitable puppies. (laughs) So, uh, as one finishes, they'll come keep pace with you for a little while
1: and if you interact with him, they'll... Cash would at least acknowledge the, uh, the droid, um... You're, you're doing some good work down here.
0: <laughs> and then, yeah, they'll sort of angle up slightly and tweet like you. Then we'll race off to another thing as it seems like they get a, uh, Comlink signal of some variety. Giving off a burst
1: in binary and then off. Yeah, so, uh... So Cash will be um, A little careful moving through through Here she doesn't want to accidentally step On one or anything but otherwise Then she'll let them continue on On their path while she takes hers
0: As you keep moving you can see A pathway that Would Parallel the walkway from the hangar That Gel took The one where Most organics go Is the glassed in one where You can see out see that Everyone's underwater. Here, it's square, boxy, wide enough that if you're careful, you could probably get a land speeder in. Okay. Going to be a very tight fit for a land speeder. <laughs> for a land speeder, yeah. Yeah,
1: so it, it's almost like a like a freight elevator in a, in a way.
0: In a lot of ways, yeah. Okay. As you continue down a little bit further, off to one side, you can see several doors, and they all look very utilitarian to them. Mm-hmm. on one you're seeing cold storage another one is archives and another one is medical storage next to each other and then a sign on the wall opposite of those three saying mechanical mm-hmm. with a direction that if you're to continue off there you're pretty convinced would put you underneath the hangar bait that the landspeeder arrived in
1: Fair enough. What's in the archives room?
0: So here, it starts off with a relatively narrow hallway. Mm -hmm. This one is pretty cramped. It's not so cramped that Kesh is brushing up against walls, but the ceiling is low enough that Kesh is, for some of the dangling lights, Kesh is having to actually move her head out of the way. Mm -hmm. And it is on a down slope. It starts going down and then starts spiraling to the right.
1: Mm. I should have just jumped down the crevasse.
0: She grumbles to herself. It continues on for at least a full rotation of going down. Mm -hmm. You're pretty sure that it's a lot more gentle than stairs, especially the stairs that you just came down. As you're going down on the outer wall, you can see a small bumper that goes along at just around waist height. It's small, it's relatively thin, but you can definitely see it going all the way down. <laughs> On the inside, it isn't there. Once you get down, you're pretty sure a story and a half below where you started the spiral. Then there's a what looks to be a ship's bulkhead door that is closed... And it has the old Jedi Council symbol. Bird wings with the single canted spire going up. Mm -hmm. To the side, a bare patch of metal that looks like a hand scanner, but also looks to be... It's really looking like it's trying to be a hand scanner, but also very obviously isn't.
1: So if it isn't a hand scanner... What is it? Cash is gonna start investigating. That is it, just a mess and doesn't work. Is it? You know, does it require like a passcode? Is it something unrelated? Somebody left here. She'll try to. She's not very mechanically inclined, but she'll see if there isn't a way to uh, unlock the door that way first. You know. You know before before being rude about everything.
0: No, absolutely. So first, can I get a... I'm going with an average skull debris. Or similar track.
1: All right. Too green it is. Failure and a threat. Look, she doesn't know much about a lot of machines. She wasn't great with, you know, modern hand scanners. And this is a uh, particularly old one. So I think we have... (laughs) Her tapping away at it and uh she'll take um like the flat of her <laughs> Magno arm palm and like smack it a couple times <laughs> trying to make mm. it work and uh growl and grumble.
0: So as Cash is doing that, she'll feel that the plate is pure metal. It's and it's flat. Like it's been ground down and polished. It is a hundred percent flat. As Kesh is banging it, Mm -hmm. weirdly enough, Kesh will feel something on the other side. Like there's a little bit of momentum that hits back after Kesh slaps it. Like a spring? Like there's something on the other side of it. Almost like that there's a door handle on the other side of it, but there's no way to get through the plate to the door handle.
1: Now, would that count as fine manipulation for, say, move? Or... Could not really, no. Okay.
0: My intention is definitely not fine manipulation.
1: It's like finding a stick and shifting it. Uh, that's good, because she never took fine manipulation, but now curious, I'm wondering if maybe this is designed to be a, a lock that only um, people with certain gifts can, can open. She's going to reach out and see if she can twist that handle telekinetically. Okay. Uh, four light side pips and one dark side pip. I can't imagine I need it more than one of those, but if it's uh, if it's range, it requires magnitude or any degree of strength, I probably can supply it right now.
0: <laughs> no, it does only require one, but it is most certainly move. And as you... Uh, twist the hidden handle the door itself climbs up into the ceiling you definitely hear the more metal on stone grinding than you've heard anywhere else and as you do there's the funk, 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 funk of lights engaging, going down unlike the very beautiful Jedi archives on Coruscant. This is what you'd expect from an archive in a submarine base. The ceiling is a bit higher than Cash's head. Cash is easily able to reach up and touch the ceiling. Mm-hmm. The bookcases are floor to ceiling, and they're all packed in with their hollow spines that you just have to tap and the reading book crystal is able to just slide out.
1: Okay. Almost like hell's crystals. Hmm. She'll go ahead and step into this room, being very grateful that it's not uh, underwater. <laughs> Which had been one of her uh, concerns coming in here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then with the lights on now, she's going to set her you know, lightsaber staff to the uh, the side and is going to start... Perusing titles. Towards the front, you definitely
0: do find essentially a new arrivals section. Okay. Or something that kind of fits that, where you can find a lot of journals here. And most of the things that you're able to find here are journals, Mm -hmm. quest journals, or the journals of locations. Like, you're able to find an entire bookshelf of Dak Outpost 3's logs, Each book seems to take up about 10 years, and there's a bunch of them. In fact, it's an entire bookcase of them. Otherwise, you're finding logs of expeditions, logs of other outposts that are... And when looking in them, it's like, on this day, we helped out a farm that's nearby, did this work, and very matter-of-fact stuff. Very little romance in how it's being communicated. Mm-hmm. Very matter-of-factly. Or at least for the most part, that's what's there. Until something of interest and in import happens to whichever location it is. And, like, you can flip through 20, 30 pages of any particular log, and they're mostly just going to be pretty standard reports. Mm-hmm. On this day, nothing happened. Then... In each of these there's at least something not so much calamitous, but definitely something of interest happened. One has the time where a group of purgles came to mate. Another one is of a crash ship and having to search it and help the people, the survivors from it.
1: When do the logs stop year wise? Like is this all would all this be prior to Ward's time?
0: Yes. Okay. Uh,
1: That's what I suspected, but wanted to double check.
0: For any of the actual collections, they seem to stop about uh, 200 years ago. There are some journals that are very sporadic for their time point, but that are more recent. Mm-hmm. When you pick one up, it looks like someone who was on Quest who wrote down everything that was there up until this point, And most of them end with, and the Force will see me through, or a sentiment very much like that and then no further entries.
1: And now, you've mentioned, but the logbooks, you mentioned journals. Are using those, that as a synonym, or are the journals, like, different Jedi's personal accounts? of. I'm not using those as synonyms. I'm more meaning, like, okay. journals are more,
0: this is me on quest, mm-hmm. whereas the logs are functional for what's going on at a certain location.
1: Okay. Something she would do, I don't expect anything would show up here, but it would be in her inner nature. She would look at some of the journals and would rule out the two names well, I guess three names that she has encountered in her travels so far one, of course, is uh, Sojo Ward. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other two would be, if there's any Kenobis and uh, Scare the Trandoshan Jedi she encountered in another vision
0: There is no Ward while there is a Kenobi, it is most certainly not the one that you encountered. Okay. And there is some of skier
1: Okay. She would definitely then pull the one that has the name Kenobi and the one that is listed for skier because she doesn't know when the Kenobi she encountered existed. About that, I'm
0: figuring that they would have at least a... It's not a holocron per se, but it would at least have a author's hollow for it, so you pull it out, you plug it into the reader, and it would at least come up with a hollow of their shoulders up. So you'd be able to say that, oh yeah, no, this is
1: a different Kenobi than the one that you had been interacting with. Okay, She'll probably spend a little less time with it than she does with the uh, the one for Skier, but she will investigate both of those to see if anything... Mm. If import came up, as well as maybe relying on her guts a little bit, of she kind of one of these individuals and that name in previous visions or encounters with the scorekeeper servants, maybe there's something there—a lead, something. Because otherwise, she's kind of shooting into the dark. There doesn't have to be anything important. But that's where where her thought process would go, where she would start. For the most part, Skir
0: is describing the entire Nile. Saga, Like, going from their initial showing up with the Legacy Run disaster and dealing with the Drengir and moving on from there. Like, there's just so much that was going on about 200 years ago. Mm -hmm. Like, a Trandoshan Jedi is a very rare thing. And the thing that jumps out at you is most... Jedi have felt the temptation of the dark side. It is only natural, but we resist it. It is a deliberate path to the dark, not a series of bad days. Being a Jedi is about choosing the light over and over again. Most of the journal is about training Padawans in what starts off as what seems to be a natural disaster that turns into an engineered one. And then degrades into a uh, that even brings in things like the Huck Cartel and the like, where it's some truly epic stories that are being described there, hmm. including how, in the very start, he had lost a limb and initially starts with him being essentially relegated to washing padawans while the arm regrew hmm. and coming to terms with it.
1: I uh, feel you there. She'll read to indulge her curiosity for a while, but after some time, I think she will go ahead and set that aside, realizing that's, that is a distraction. It's not, seemingly not put, sending her closer to her goal. And then, what else is down here besides the log books and the journals? When she kind of moves away from that, like, beginner section.
0: <laughs> I'm wanting to get another force check from Cash.
1: Okay. Too light and too dark.
0: All right. That seems about perfect. If there is a card catalog for this archive, you're not finding it. But as you're seeing things, remembering one of the reasons why you got brought here, actually getting a flash of the vision is you're drawn further and further back until you find it's almost. Hard to believe, but you come out to what looks to be a balcony, and there's a black void after it. As you step onto the balcony, you can see it go from this beyond black. The only light coming into it is the light that you're standing in front of, and it transitions and starts growing until there's a hollow there of the entire galaxy. This looks to be like it came from a Astro Navigator. It's more detailed than any galaxy map that you've ever seen. You've seen how, like, Navic computers store stuff and how it brings it up. You've seen how some of the more in-your-face navigation points will display things, how some of the bigger starports will have a... Essentially, you are here, and then all the ways that hyperspace routes that branch out from them. As you're looking at it, it looks to be the whole galaxy, and in front of you is a small display of being able to move around essentially a sphere uh, within the galaxy so that will then expand. Hmm. And that's out surprisingly on the far side of the galaxy in the outer rim of the galaxy. You can see where most of it's the standard hollow blue, the pale blue of a hologram. Off there, you can see a green orb around a dot that you're very sure is a you are here.
1: Hmm. So is it more like a um, like a keyboard style input or? There would be a keyboard there.
0: There would be a joystick. Okay. Yeah, I'll go with the joystick. There'd even be some form of a touchpad there.
1: Control F. <laughs> But it's Star Wars, so very analog controls Oh yeah So she did she did kind of go Through the galaxy in way When she was doing her seek mm-hmm. Towards Moraband And it's in the outer rim I believe, correct?
0: Yep, that it is
1: So I think she's going to go ahead and first zoom Closer to where we are Which Dak, I believe, is also The outer rim Yep. And then it's going to start you know, using that joystick to move the galaxy map. And she's keeping a lookout, trying to find planet. She needs through one of its uh, various names, trying to use that vision as much as she can remember of that pathway to help guide her.
0: In that case, can I get cash to do a easy astrogation check? (laughs) Okay. But because of the vision, I'm going to get you to upgrade it twice.
1: Okay. I'm going to go ahead and flip one of those light side points to add a green here then. So then we're looking at two yellow and a green versus the one purple. I managed two successes and three advantages. Uh, difficulty did not show up. Fine. it in. Sorry. I, I, I just saying she was a little worried about it but apparently not as challenging as she uh, thought it would be. As
0: you're following, you can find the over-a-grip link that hooks Moncalmari slash dac up to the actual Permian trade route. And as you follow along that, because there's a thick ribbon coming from DAC, and then it breaks off, and you follow a very small thread from there, and you can just get sort of the a notion of it like your hands are not entirely like they're under your control but you're just sort of going by pure instinct with Mm -hmm. this then all of a sudden you are focused in on this one planet whereas all the other planets in there are these little light blue stars little specks of light in this then where this is it is dark the darkest shade of blue that you can think of.
1: Like, it's almost black. Is that section labeled or anything?
0: How do you mean?
1: So I'm, I'm following along, and I'm following those little dots from Mon Calamari out to this this darker dot. Are are these labeled along the way? Is this one I've kind of settled on labeled, or is it just I've kind of followed that feeling to this stop? Yeah. As
0: you're following along, several of the dots are labeled. Florn and Tula. As you're going, there's Renroom. Room. Then it's almost like there's this little out-of-the-way section that has little places that are labeled but are also very fuzzy. Like, And there's a Drummond cast and, and a bunch of other names. But then there's this... One planet that's at this crossroads that is deeply dark blue, like almost as dark blue as the water outside, and it has no label on it. Hmm. But you're also certain that this is where your vision had flown to.
1: Can this map provide the coordinates?
0: Yes. Yes, it can.
1: And uh Kesha's going to go ahead and bring that up and um, find something down here to copy it onto, a data disk, uh, a data pad, if there is one, piece of flimsy, just something where she can get a record of this.
0: Uh, Absolutely.
1: Then does the, out of curiosity, does the system provide any explanation for that? Or is it just treating it like, oh, that's just, don't mind that. That's just not important.
0: Yeah, it is very much doing the, oh no, this is very not important. Nothing to see here, even though when you take a look at other places on there that is like a black hole or something like that, even that has a different look to it than this. This is as close to you do not want to look here as you can technologically without deleting it. Mm-hmm. Almost like Kamina, but not quite like Kamina.
1: Yeah, something else she's curious about, but doesn't really have the tools available that... uh I Christine might actually look up after this. Is the fact that it is such a crossroads between other hyperways is interesting to then have a planet just stricken from the map in that, in that case. She'll copy it down, pocket the data disk or whatever. and then with one last look, she'll shut down the display. Okay. But the, so we have a shot of the the holograms in that dark crevasse just all wink out and we're back in the dark and then she'll turn and walk back into the the archive itself start to look at all the different hollow volumes on the shelves all these records and teachings and knowledge and she does ponder taking them mm-hmm. not for the sake not for her own sake so much as out of a desire to preserve the knowledge, but then thinks better of it because we came to this place when we had no business doing so. There might be something here that somebody else needs somewhere down the road. So then she'll go ahead and step out and uh, reach back using her gift and close the door, leaving it as much like she found it as she can. Start that long walk back up. One of the nice
0: parts about the walk up is that the incline is not much. So it's a very gentle incline for you to walk up. It's not not like stairs or anything like that. It's not that draining to do. Mm -hmm. As you get to the door for the corridor when you get up there you can see one of the repair droids it had been sitting on the floor then as you come up and come into view it rises up on its repulsors and then sort of bounces side to side like it's trying to grab your attention
1: is there a problem
0: and at that point it since it doesn't have a head it's really hard for it to nod it gives a sort of a whole body front up down and then starts off
1: towards the hangar area. Oh no. Now what? (sighs) Cash is going to start after the droid not keeping pace with it but will increase her pace as much as she can.
0: It's doing the dog trying to zoom thing where (laughs) it goes out a bit and then comes back. Sort of making sure that you're still following. Mm -hmm. You go through this more gradual turn than it was up on the main level. As you go through that, then you now see a lower hangar bay for where space transports can be opened up and maintenance be done on them. Not the smaller kind of repairs that were going on with the Falcon on Hoth base, but actually like unmounting of engines and the like. Okay. To the side, you see a personnel elevator. It's big enough for a single silhouette one person to stand in, and it's got a one-two for the control slider. It either is on the level you're at or on the higher level.
1: Hmm. Trying to save my uh, knees, little one. She'll say to the droid.
0: You'll get a light trill of, as it then sees that you're there, gives a list of like 30 degrees or so that it's like it's trying to figure out what you're saying. And then it goes, it starts opening up its side and a manipulator comes out as it starts working on a siding there that it now seems to have gotten the
1: directive to go try and repair this thing, okay now, just out of curiosity the besides the elevators, there's nothing else of interest down here, like nobody happened to leave a ship or anything like that conveniently. No,
0: there isn't a ship down here. There are definitely some parts that could be used to repair things, but there isn't a ship, and there definitely doesn't seem to be enough stuff to like turn the car that you were in into some form of ship either but as you're looking around, you do hear the clunk, and you can definitely hear a huge amount of machinery above you being transmitted through the metal structure down so that you can hear it.
1: Hmm. Do I know what my companions were up to with their, uh, their days? I'm going to go with no. Okay. Not really. So does this uh, personnel elevator look like it uh, it works, or is that what the droid working on right now? It definitely looks like it works. I'm going to go ahead and give it a shot, then.
0: <laughs> Move the slider to two, and it just starts. It's not the fastest elevator for a... As your head comes up through the floor, you can see the rental speeder that you arrived in, and you can still hear the clanging and machines working above you, then as you look up, you see a gleaming tortoise-like ship starting to come down from the airlock above.
1: Does this ship look particularly yes. familiar? Or, or is this... Okay. So it's so not just any Gatrak. It's... Yeah, it's it is definitely
0: ship. the Silver Chill. It is gleaming. How? It is unmistakable. There's probably only one person in the galaxy who would chrome. A Gethrock.
1: <laughs> that that's fair. Cash looks terribly, terribly confused, and then concerned. She has no idea how this ship got here. And if it's here, then who knows what else followed it. <laughs>
0: Listening to this episode of Here's of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Deuterium
1: Ice. You can find me at 12th Night, that's one two TH Night with a K. And we're at thehydeanway.com, where you can find previous episodes. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Plus, you can help us out by rating, reviewing, and subscribing.
0: We are also on Facebook as The Hydean Way. And you can holocom us at, at
1: theheideanway.com. If you like what we do and you want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash way.
0: Or you can send us some calf at ko-fi.com slash The Way. <makes noise>
1: Sorry, I opened up the Wooks. Uh, That's okay. I, I had to go find um, find his name.
0: Well, I opened up uh, Skier's entry on the Wook and is the most perfect uh, quote from him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> just for your head, this is probably a good cut, but it's very much a... Um, like the elevator from Wrath of Khan that Kirk takes mm. just that, slow going and single person. I,
1: I actually, where my head was, I don't, I guess this may not be one person, but I was thinking about the elevator and um, engineering on the uh, NXO one.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's another good one that, yeah. that also across my head. Mm. Yeah.